Hi, I'm Alex Attili. And I'm Sarah Stoffer. And you're listening to Spilling, Spilling the, tea the Tea with CCE. This podcast features fellows at Hofstra University's Center for Civic Engagement as they talk about a wide range of topics from current events to social movements, as well as issues that affect our daily lives. From healthcare to mental health, nothing is off the table. This podcast was created in spring 2020 to continue the conversations we had on campus in a virtual way. And we're so happy to have you here spilling the tea with us. Even though Hofstra's CCE is back to running in-person programming, we had such a positive experience with this podcast that it is now a permanent part of CCE operations. Now, let's spill the tea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spilling Tea with CCE. My name is Kayla Stadiker. I am a fellow at Hofstra Center for Civic Engagement. I'm currently a junior majoring in global studies with minors in Spanish criminology and civic engagement. For today's episode of our podcast, we are go- I brought two guests on with me today that I am very excited about. Uh, Mariah and Frank, they'll introduce themselves in a second. They are both members of BLAC, which is Black Leaders Advocating for Change. I'm a member of BLAC myself, and today we are kind of going to be talking more about our group, BLAC, what work has been done on campus, and our plans for the future. So um, before they introduce themselves, just want to again thank Mariah and Frank for joining me here today and I'm really excited uh, for what they have to say. So you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves, whoever wants to go first. I can go first. So my name is Mariah Johnson. I am a Hofstra 2021 May graduate. I graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and I had minors in political science as well as French. Um, during my time as an undergrad, I was really involved But of course, they were here talking about BLAC, and I'm one of the founders, and I have returned to Hofstra for law school, so I am currently a first-year law student there, and I'm very involved there as well in the Black Law Student Association, Women of Color Collective, Tax Law Society, and other things like that as well. Excited to be here. Thank you for joining us here today. Frank, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself as well? Yes. So my name is Frank Shields II. Um, I am a senior film studies and production major, be graduating this semester, uh, class of 2022. Um, I'm also involved in a lot of different organizations on campus. For one, I am the treasurer of BSU, a Black Student Union Club, and I am a general member of BLAC. I'm happy to be here today to talk more about BLAC and its founding and its attributes and what it's all about. And um, I'm also heavily involved in the uh, the School of Calm at Lawrence Herbert School of Calm and various different things. And and yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Yes, Mariah and Frank are both very involved on campus. They're being a little humble with their own introductions. But um, again, thank you guys for both joining me here today. So we'll go ahead and start with the first question I have. So you touched, I guess we touched on it a little bit in the introductions, but um, I'll ask again, what is BLAC and what inspired the creation of it? Maybe Mariah you want to explain that a little bit just from a founder's point of view? 
Of course, I can start that one. So BLAC stands for Black Leaders Advocating for Change. And in the wake of what we now call the murder of George Floyd, students on campus, especially of color, felt like they really needed Hofstra to stand up and communicate where they stood as far as issues that affect students of color. And so starting with the wonderful Black Student Union, um, asking many other student organizations to band together, such as Hofstra Gospel Ensemble, which I was previously president of, and I currently serve as their graduate advisor. We all joined together and sent a list of demands to the Hofstra administration. So those demands included everything from wanting amnesty for protests to having food in the student center, as well as creating new courses in the university that stood up for students of color. And the creation of BLAC actually came together because these separate organizations were like, hey, we still want to do this work, but we can't do it if we're divided, obviously. So we came together, culminated and created a separate entity, BLAC. And that's really pretty much how it started. Lots of long nights, um, but definitely got it going. I think it was about a good like 15 to 20 days that it took us to put those demands together and come together. So it was a quick start and we've been on campus since 2021 this summer. Thank you for that. Frank, do you have anything to add? Um yeah, I'll just I'll just say I'll utter a little bit of the same statements that uh Mariah has uh BLAC, you know it as black leaders advocating for change. Uh, I'm just a general member, so I'm not a founding member of BLAC. But when I first became a part of the organization, I knew that it it was a creation that stemmed from the tragedy and the injustice surrounding the murder of George Floyd in May of 2020. And I know that was the final straw, and it inspired the founding members of Black Leaders Advocating for Change to set out to make a difference following this tragedy and many more injustices that Black people have dealt with for far too long. And BLAC is an advocacy organization set on standing up for students of color through various means. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Along with Frank, I am a general member as well. I'm not a founding member. And I do remember, I'm sure as Mariah and Frank do, that summer witnessing George Floyd's murder and the outrage from all of that. And then I think it was probably later in my sophomore, fall semester of my sophomore year, I saw that BLAC was looking to open up to more members. And so that's how I got involved. And so along with that stemming from um, what is BLAC and you know what sparked the creation of it, what are some accomplishments that um, BLAC has so far? Whoever want to, wants to tackle that one. I, I can start first. Um, <clears throat> so when BLAC was first created, the founding members orchestrated a list of demands that they presented to Hofstra University's administration to be carried out. Many of these demands have been fulfilled successfully for instance, one of the demands was for a BIPOC-centered living learning community, otherwise known as an LLC. This demand has been accomplished and the LLC floor known as Moja Scholars is now fully realized on the fifth floor of Bill of Rights Hall. 
in addition to the LLC, because of BLAC's work with administration, a Black-centered lounge space was created and constructed in the student center in room 263. I think, yeah, room 263, known as the Real Lounge. This lounge is a safe space for many Black organizations on campus, like Black Student Union, NAACP, African Student Association, Caribbean Student Association, and many more to facilitate their weekly club meetings. And it's truly a safe, a safe place where Black and BIPOC students can come to relieve stress and converse with other, with other students of color. Not to mention, we have BLAC Eats, which is our dining meal partnership with Compass. BLAC Eats was a demand that was created to introduce more culturally diverse foods like Caribbean, Nigerian, Creole, Cajun, some Southern, Southern Black recipes and other cuisines. So with this demand, the goal was really to diversify Hofstra students' palate and expose them to new cultures through food. Thank you. Um, Mariah, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, everything Frank said is so true. Those are definitely a lot of the demands that I think many students on campus can see very visibly. Additionally to those things, I would say that BLAC, from talking to people who have been on campus for years, has done what many people of color have needed Hofstra to do for years. We got demands met within a year that some faculty and staff have expressed to BLAC founders has taken them 15 years to try and get the university to realize. Um, I would add that BLAC accomplishes the goal of standing up for students of color who maybe don't know how to speak for themselves. As college students, you're the customer at the school, you're paying the school to be there. And so the school really does have to give you what you need and BLAC stands up for that. Some of the other things that have been addressed have been having more black mental health support on campus. There were some programs that came out before. We're still working very actively in that department with the Student Health and Counseling Center. We also worked on the Africana Studies Department, which is not currently a department, but it's a program. But in the time that BLAC has been founded, we've been able to have a director name to the program, more classes let out for that program. BLAC has also received some awards. We were the inaugural recipients of a reward for equity and justice from the vice president's office at the Spring 2021 Student Leadership Awards. We also received another award from IEI. And then we were also recognized during the fall of 2021 from the Diversity and Suburban Studies Program at Hofstra for really sticking up promoting diversity and inclusion on campus. So BLAC has really accomplished a lot, not just in the demands that we've done, but in the legacy that we're leaving on campus to really promote equity and inclusion, not just for students of color, but for all students. Yeah, definitely. And also along with our awards recently, um, Hofstra's chapter of the NAACP had their own award show on campus and BLAC was recognized as a group at that award show as well. So it's really great. Obviously, we don't do the work for the recognition and awards, but it is nice 
that all of our hard work that is being put in is getting recognized by others. And so we definitely appreciate that. And we definitely, I don't want to, I'm, I don't want to speak for everyone else, but I'm sure they all feel the same. We definitely want to continue to advocate for students here on campus because the work is far from being over. So along with all the positive and great things that have been happening with advocacy or anything, you know, there comes some challenges. So um, what um, roadblocks or challenges has BLAC experienced, if any, while trying to make change here on campus? So of course, like you said, in anything that you try to do, there will be challenges, there will be obstacles. The important thing is to work through them. So one example I can give for sure was having a the idea that BLEC wanted Black history to be taught in American history courses and or a course itself just created to teach Black history that's required for students to take. This was not easy to do. Like you have to go to New York State at Albany and have legislation passed and go through the institution. I at this point, we've had a lot of faculty members who've been very active in helping us work on that demand because that's also something that's important to them as professors to have that academic freedom to teach racism in the U.S. courses. But I would definitely say the biggest thing for BLAC is finding the place where we fit in the university to do the advocacy that we want to do. And saying that, I mean we can't just come in and change the way that the university works. Like the university has a structure, students pay to be here. There are students of all different identities who need to be assisted given attention. And as black students, how do we do that in a way that makes it count for us, but also sets up the stage for others who may wanna do the same thing. So we've definitely had to work very closely with administration. Thankfully, they've been really receptive to listening to us, talking with us when it came to the lounge, dealing with what color paint is going to be on the wall, what furniture is going to be in the room, um, getting through all those different things. And on top of that, the fact that we've been living in a pandemic while all this has been happening has definitely been a struggle as well. BLAC members meet online all the time. We can't always be in person. And I know that if we were in person, we could be in somebody's office like, hey, we want this done and maybe get things done a little faster, but having to find time for people to get on a Zoom call has been difficult. But again, I think we've done so many good things that the times where it's hard for us, we really just take that as time to think about what ways can we work around and find a way to make sure that the administration, faculty, staff, and institution at Hofstra University see the importance of the demands that we've asked them to fulfill. Yeah, definitely. Frank, is there anything you want to add to that? Um, I don't think it could have been said more perfectly. I'll just say um, one challenge that I remember that uh, posed as quite a roadblock was when we were trying to bring change on campus in the past. And even sometimes currently there has been difficulty trying to get things off the ground. For example, a conversation of contention was deciding the, the names of the Living Learning Center and the lounge space. I remember when the administration was previously under the leadership of former presidents, there was a like back and forth of whether or not the word black could even be in the names of either the of either community spaces 
nor could the title even hint at race because whenever we did try to include the word black in a name uh there was also tension that that the name would become racialized so that was one big challenge that i remember in the early stages yeah definitely to echo what uh Frank and Mariah both said, those are all challenges that we have experienced. Also to put a little, a bit of a positive spin on it. I know I have been grateful and I'm sure other members of BLAC have been grateful with our new president here at Hofstra. She's been very welcoming and receptive of things that we've had to say. So it's definitely nice to have that working relationship with her. And we hope that can, that can continue in the future as well. So Going off from that, this is a question that, that I'm sure maybe you guys have different answers, similar answers, but it's something that I wanted to ask. I don't know if anyone has asked me this personally before, but um, why is BLAC important to you? So I'll start this one. As an undergraduate, let me actually backtrack a little. I grew up in Minnesota. And I graduated with a class of 12 people in 2017 from my high school. So I came from a very small, a little bit closed off place in the world, at least in my opinion. I wasn't segregated from people by any means, but graduating with a class of 12 when my sister went to the public school and graduated with like 2000 kids, it's a lot different. So coming into college, I really didn't know what advocacy was. I didn't know what it meant to stand up for myself because I only ever had to have 12 other people realize that I was important. And at the end of the day, we were all kind of friends. Like we were cool with each other, but coming to a predominantly white institution really, really changed my mind. I found myself like, I don't know where my people are and not just my people, people of color, but people who believe the same things that I believe, people who have the same values that I have. And so as my senior year rolled around and I was asked to join in the um, incorporation of BLAC, I found myself really saying like, hey, I've seen things on campus that could be better. And if they were better, younger students like Frank and Kayla coming up are going to have a better experience at Hofstra and they're going to have that stepping stone so that their career path is more clear to them so that they don't have to deal with everything that I dealt with and everything that I dealt with wasn't bad I would not say that my experience as an undergrad at Hofstra was bad at all but being a part of BLAC and being able to say hey like students of color need a space that they can be together in and there's a value in having those students together because they have similar values similar upbringing similar life experiences that other students on campus may not have so BLAC really helped me become more of an advocate. And of course, being in law school, that's an important skill to have. So like, how are you going to be in law school without that? So I think all the people that I've met in BLAC, like they've pushed me further than I've ever been pushed before to stand up for what I believe in, to make my voice heard. And I'm so excited for the things that the younger members of BLAC have been doing and what they're going to continue doing, making their voices heard, the circumstances or situations of students of color um, respected on campus. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Frank, what about you? Yeah, so I'm from Houston, Texas. So from elementary to middle school, I was always at a predominantly Black school. 
you know, you feel very comfortable being in the in an institution where you saw people that look like you and it was just easy to converse with people. You know, it wasn't until high school where I attended a predominantly white school for the first time. And my parents made that decision intentionally to place me in that high school in order to expose me what the world is really like. You know, I won't always be in a space with other Black people. And they wanted me to get that experience to realize what it's like to, to associate with white people and, and like how it's, what it's like. And the BLAC is important to me because it is an organization that's trying to establish a necessary change on campus. You know, Hofstra University, as we know, is a PWI, predominantly white institution, and that is very daunting for Black people and people of color in general who come from different backgrounds and are probably not used to being around these, these many white people. You know, many of these students feel an immense amount of culture shock when either first visiting the campus or actually attending it. And I know that I for sure felt that, even though I was exposed to it prior, but coming to a college, a university where there's tons and tons of more students and and I felt that culture shock immensely. So BLAC was formed to not only enact change following the countless injustices that we as Black people have faced, but to instill a safer, more approachable institution for Black people and all people of color. You know, these demands are meant to provide a stronger inclusion of Black students to provide them more comfortable experience attending a PWI and not always feeling like they are the outsiders and singled out in a crowd full of people that don't necessarily look like them. So there are many people on many people of color on campus and BLAC is striving to create a community that doesn't always feel alone or mistreated. Yeah, thank you both for that. And I'll go ahead and answer it too. And I guess for me, my answer takes a little bit from Mariah and Frank um, answer as well. So I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And if you're not familiar with Atlanta, a lot of there's a lot of Black people in Atlanta. It's a growing city. People are constantly moving there every single day. And uh, for my upbringing, I was surrounded by Black people a lot. I went to a private school in Atlanta, and my parents were very particular in picking this certain private institution because it was probably the most diverse public, um, excuse me, private institution out of the major private schools in my city. My parents really wanted me to go to a diverse school and not just diverse, meaning there's a lot of Black people, but diversity in all senses, different races, creed, religion, socioeconomic status. So I was placed in that school. I went there from sixth to 12th grade. So a significant period of growth in my life. And so I had been used to while being around Black people, but being around different types of people, including white people throughout most of my um pre-college educational experience. And then coming here to Long Island, I guess me being from the South, I just think, you know, when I think of New York, I think of New York City. So I just assume, oh, it's so diverse. Like, it's going to be great. Da, 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 da. But Long Island and New York City are very different when it comes to diversity. And so my experience here at Hofstra, I was actually surprised about how many, you know, white people go to Hofstra or I was really surprised about the um, demographic 
breakdown and the lack of diversity compared to my own upbringing. Because I'm thinking, you know, I live in the South, you know, when people think like, oh, yeah, the North is definitely more diverse, but Long Island is a whole different thing. And I didn't really I wasn't really familiar with Long Island and the racial breakdown before I got to Hofstra. So I guess for me, especially during my freshman year here at college, um, before COVID, my first semester, I didn't really have a lot of friends outside of my teammates because I'm also on the cross country and track and field team here. And so I primarily just hung out with them. It was they're mostly white. Nothing wrong with that. It was a great group of people, things like that. And I was happy to, you know, to have that friendship with them and still do now. I think really for me, when COVID hit that summer, along with George Floyd's murder, uh, and I kind of what Mariah said, I never really knew what advocacy looked like before. Like, I just got so tired of, you know, posting on social media, you know, like, rest in peace or like just posting like, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like, I just felt like I need to do something more than just post on social media. I need to like actually be involved in change that I want to see. Like, it's easy to just, you know, like sit around and be on your phone and look at current events and look at protests and stuff like that, but I really need to get involved. And so when I saw BLAC being formed, I was like, you know what? I've never been a part of a group like this before, but I feel like this would be a good opportunity for me to really get involved and actually be a part of the change that I so desperately want to see. So I guess kind of rounding it out why it's so important for me, I guess for me has been really important to advocate for people and other students who look like me. Because as Mariah said, even though when I joined, I was another underclassman, like pretty young, had no idea what was going on. And now me being a second semester junior going into my senior year soon, can't believe it. I really want to make sure that the students who come after me feel welcomed and feel included on campus. And so I want to do that work now so they're able to enjoy the results of that. So that's my answer. Thank you, Mariah and Frank, for your answers as well. And so going kind of off of that, since we did talk about other students. So as we did mention, BLAC, Black Leaders Advocating for Change, we're doing a lot of work to make sure Black students feel uncomfortable on campus, also students of color as well. But my question is, how would you guys as members of BLAC help other minority groups on campus if they wanted to form a conglomeration like BLAC? So how would you help them? And you know, what advice would you give them when working on uh, their advocacy as well? So I think BLAC is definitely the rubric to follow for other minority groups who are thinking about starting similar advocacy groups. I think we can very much show our support and even cooperation with them on the necessary steps that it took for BLAC ourselves to get as far as we have. You know, I would say it's never too late to make change. You just have to go out there and start and do it. I would also say form a close-knit group that you know all have the same intentions as you do and want to bring about the same type of change that you want to see as an advocacy group for you to, in order to flourish and bring change. I also think it's about connections and getting connected with faculty and administrators who are going to back you up and provide that support for you. Your goal is to form bridges, you know, not to not to burn them, 
and just think it's very much so about cooperation all around. Thank you. That was really great, Frank. What about you, Mariah? The first thing I want to say is as a Black African-American female, I don't know the struggles that every single person of color has. My specific upbringing, my background, where I'm from, my parents, how they raised me, shapes and molds who I am and the culture that I have. I think BLAC celebrates Black culture. And so if you're looking to come together with other people who are like you, celebrate your culture. Like, start with what connects all of you, because at the end of the day, you're all going to have different things to deal with. Like, I don't know all of the things that Kayla goes through as a student athlete. I can't necessarily always stand up for those things, but I know what it's like to be a student on campus who's an RA, right? Or I know what it means to be a law student. So I definitely say find your common goal, find the thing that connects you and the other people who you want to work with in your advocacy, and then set that goal as the thing that you strive towards. Make time for what's important for you. At the end of the day, if you don't take time to work on it, it's not going to happen. Like there have been days where I've been up very late for BLAC, or we've had meetings every single day in a week. And I have midterms, I have classes, I have other responsibilities outside of this, but if it's important to you, you'll set aside the time to do that. And I think that BLAC is definitely able to help other minority groups on campus by letting them know like what worked for us, who they can reach out to. Like if you need someone's email or you need to know what website to look at, like we have that information and we can always share it. And the last thing that I would like to say about starting your own advocacy group is like, if you're going to start something, be intentional about it. Know what you see that legacy as being. I think that's something BLAC has had to learn. It's like a challenge we've come through. Like we had to learn, hey, like we can't just make a list of demands. We have to put things into the institution that are going to stay well beyond the next two years that I have left. Like I only have two more years at Hofstra and unless I'm getting a PhD or another master's, like it's, I have to go get a job, you know, like it's time for Mariah to take that step for herself. And so everyone is going to have that. You're only at the school for so long. So do what you can join alumni associations. If you are already graduated, or if you're about to graduate, they're there for you to make those changes, but definitely find that common goal work towards it and if it's important to you you'll do it and the last I said that was the last thing but this is the first year last thing I'll say um when I talk to other people about BLAC I definitely tell them like hey the things that and the initiatives that BLAC brings help all students so don't just think about what's going to benefit you what's going to make you the happiest and you the best but like what will help make all students on campus do well if you want your food in the student center reach out to Compass, like see what they can do. Like we're helping, not helping, but we're exposing all students. And that's a way that they can grow. They may find out that they like fried okra. I love fried okra, they know. <laughs> but um, you'll definitely help other people when you're not just thinking about what's best, best for you, but what helps the community at large and promoting those diversity and inclusivity initiatives. Yeah, thank you both for that. I just one point I want to echo on that Mariah did mention when she was talking about, you know, she, we, um, let me put it this way, you know, BLAC, 
Um, as of now, all of uh, all of the members of BLAC, we are Black students here on campus. But you know, just because we're all Black students on campus at a PWI, or even you know, Black students in, on Long Island, things like that, we all haven't had the same experience. So it, it is really nice within the advocacy group since we've all had different lived experience and things like that. We have different understandings, and we can come together, and those actually work really nicely together to help us advocate effectively. So that's just one thing I want to point out when joint when trying to form any group or things like that, whether it's advocacy or not, like people's strengths and weaknesses when you come together, they can really balance each other out and you guys can work together to achieve great things. So that's what I wanted to say about that, but definitely really great advice also if anyone is thinking about forming an advocacy group here on campus at Hofstra or anywhere else I will say feel free to reach out to me I'm sure Mariah and Frank wouldn't have a problem if you reach out to them with any questions or anything like that because we're more than happy to help so um now that we're close to uh or towards the end of our conversation, just rounding things out. So I would like to know, actually I do know, but for our listeners here today, what are BLAC's uh, future plans? And as Mariah and Frank have both said, Frank is graduating this semester, we'll miss him very much. And Mariah is a law student, finishing out her last couple of years, but what do you both uh, hope to see from BLAC in the future when you're no longer here at Hofstra? My very simple answer is that BLAC is still here. Um, I think that, of course, I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm a founder and I really want students to continue doing the work that, you know, is so important to me. But I do hope that incoming students and that students in their um, early years of their undergraduate see how important it is to advocate for themselves. And not only that, the skills that you get from doing that. I can say that of many of the interviews that I've had, especially recently in my job search right now, they all ask me about being a founder of BLAC, like being an advocate, being able to have those skills is so important. Um, I know that BLAC is working on creating more of a institutionalized, institutionally recognized um, platform, which hopefully more information will be coming to the entire student body very soon. Um, I know that some of the freshmen in BLAC are very excited to make the BLAC Eats more um, consecutive. So I'm excited to see that, being able to come back to campus and like I can go and eat one of the meals that the students have been working on. Um, I think just continuing to, I don't want to say edit, but continuing to modify the, the plan or the goals that BLAC has to meet the needs of the student body at that point in time. Like in the wake of George Floyd, students may have wanted to protest. So like one of the demands we had was very specific to that need. We also knew that students needed a lot of mental health support through that time. So that was very important. But in the future, many different things can come up. Like, of course, history will replay itself, but I hope that things do get better and that they don't have to go back to the same basic level things you were asking for but again like I really do just hope to see that BLEC 10-20 years down the line is still here still advocating um, making Hofstra a better place yeah thank you and what about you Frank so 
I just hope to see the legacy created by the founding members consisting of Andalada Jossa, Lauren Wood, our very own Mariah Johnson right here, Athena Dawson, uh, Bookie Nowanko lives on for many years to come. You know, the movement will keep going forward as many of the current like general members of BLAC right now as they become the next future leaders. And I hope to see many more changes come even after I and many of the senior members have graduated this semester. So I hope to see the future of this organization and its advocacy live on for generations of Hofstra students to come in order to keep providing a safe space for all, not just Black people, for all. You know, and there is more work to be done just because we have been successful with some of the demands that, that have been met does not mean the work is over. It keeps on going and there's always change to make. And uh, Black leaders advocating for change can continue to be as successful as they have and to just continue striving for better campus here at Hofstra University. Yes, definitely. I echo all that. Also, Frank did list some of our founders. I also want to Shout out uh, Brittany Johnson as well. Her She graduated, right, Mariah, the same semester that you did, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and she's a founding member of BLAC um, as well. So, yes, all of our founders, this work cannot have been done without you guys. I wasn't a part of the founding process, but from what I've been told by numerous individuals, it was a lot of work. And so me being a general member now, I definitely appreciate you guys doing all of that. And it's been great to work with all of you um, towards our initiative so far. And as Frank said, there's more work to be done and advocacy and things that need to be done are constantly changing. And so we just hope to, um, in the future, keeping and being able to um, handle change and uh, challenges and stuff as they come at us. So with all of that, that rounds out our conversation. Uh, Mariah and Frank, thank you for joining me here today. To our listeners, I hope you enjoyed our podcast as well. Also, feel free to um, listen to other episodes that CC has on their podcast as well. Also, we do hope if you are here on campus, definitely on normally it's Thursdays that we, all right, we have our BLAC meal in the student center. So please watch out for those. Definitely enjoy that. Give us some feedback. Also um, follow BLAC underscore Hofstra on Instagram. Stay up to date with things that we have going on, new initiatives, all that good stuff. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed our little episode and our discussion about BLAC. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in continuing the conversation and learning more about Hofstra's Center for Civic Engagement, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hofstra CCE, or visit our website at hofstra.edu CCE. The beautiful music you've heard in this episode was written and composed by Ethan Tauber. This song even features the chords C, C, and E. We hope you join us again to discuss combating more of our world's most pressing challenges. And thank you for helping us spill the tea.